I just got home from the game. And me and Down were talking on Twitter spaces before I actually started this. And he's like, how was it in this suite? I said, ah, you know, it was it was good. My wife uh, was able to get four suite tickets. Uh, she, she works in the suite. So um, she's like, hey, I made, well, anyway, she just got tickets. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to take my kids. That's the only way I can go because I can't find a babysitter. My two-year-old was free. My four-year-old, four-year-old uh, needed a ticket, and so I essentially only needed two tickets to get in. So I decided I'm gonna tweet out, "Hey, who wants to go to the Jazz game? Two free tickets, sweet tickets, full bar. Well, okay, not full bar. Wine and beer for free. Um, food. I mean, they they feed you a lot of food. Dessert. I ate like." two or three of those ice cream snicker bars i'm not feeling the the best but um so i i gave the tickets away to the first person that uh that responded and then i had a bunch more that wanted to come and um the person that i gave the tickets away to i won't say names but never showed up so I guess I need to select uh, who I give tickets away to a little bit better. It was last minute, so I just gave them to the first person that responded and uh, wish I would. I mean, it was nice because we had extra room, right, in the suite. But, I mean, there's a ton of room in the suite anyways. So. And uh, so let's get into the game. Uh, I really want to dive into the players that are good on the Charlotte Hornets. First, we'll dive into who was the best on the Jazz. What did you see as a Jazz fan? Laurie Markkinen, again, dominated, leads the Jazz with 25 points. Terry Rozier had 23 points for the Charlotte Hornets, as you can see on the screen if you're on YouTube. Welcome. Oh, Alejandro's back. A little late, bud. Uh, I'm, I'm getting your, your uh, chats here, though. Come on, bro. Late to your own show. Yeah, I just got back from the arena. I had to go. Had to get my, my kids down because my wife's working at the arena. So, sorry. it's uh, It doesn't always happen, but tonight it's happening. And then, uh, <laughs> yo, you are late. You guys have been waiting. I love it. I love that I have some people that are tuning in wanting to wanting to see the show. Alejandro said, this dude is so unprofessional, man. How you expect to grow as a channel when you leaving people waiting like this? Well, I guess you could call me a real fan because I went to the game, or you could call me unprofessional. Uh, we've grown pretty damn quick, so yeah. You don't have to watch, <laughs> Alejandro. You don't have to watch, man. Uh, I've got two kids and a life, so. Uh, if you want to pay me to do the podcast, then I'll start every single one exactly on time. Um, but yeah, we, we basically are late tonight because I got two tickets at the last second and uh, wasn't planning on going to the game. So, Alejandro? Jordan lives about 30 or 40 minutes away from the arena, so you got to give him a little time to go. Yeah. And, and to be fair, too, and luckily it was a blowout because I usually never leave games early. But we left with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, um, 
take it easy, bro. Take it easy. Back to the game. Rebounds. Lowry again leads us with 11. Um, I remember at, at points during the season we were saying how he's not a great rebounder. Uh, it seems like he leads the team every game and and has every right. He's seven feet, right? You, you should be getting rebounds. But uh, I, I don't know if we were not giving him enough credit for his rebounding. Jalen McDaniels led the Charlotte Hornets with nine. Dennis Smith Jr., I, I, he was a free agent unsigned at the beginning of the season. I remember us talking about wanting to sign him as a point guard. Um, Down, do you remember how much they signed Dennis Smith Jr. for? That is a good question. I will go find out right now for you. Yeah, look uh, it up. It's he, I mean, he exploded in Dallas, uh, was really promising, and then they drew the they drew. They drafted Luca, and it, it seemed like he just kind of took the back seat. Went to, I believe, New York. After that, was it New York? Yeah, I believe he was in New York. Yep. Yeah, and uh, just you know, hasn't hasn't had the same quite the same career. Uh, an undersized guard, so we always talk about that as well. Like you know, you can only do so much with undersized guards. Look at what we had with Conley and Don, and then you got. Uh, you had uh, McConnell or McCollum and Lillard in in Portland, and they they still kind of got a small ball lineup. Uh, it looks like he is on. It would be probably a veteran's minimum, one point eight. Oh my is gosh! He... So yeah, I, I mean, I would take him over Tht or Nah or Balmero. Ten day contract with them in September. And then he's on a full contract now? Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker surprisingly led the Jazz in assist, which was nice to see. He had a monster dunk along the baseline, which really got the crowd going. Probably the loudest the crowd was. I believe there was one. What was the other play that there? I, I was watching my kids, so my mind's like all over the place. There was one other play. Uh, I don't know. I, I did, when you mentioned THT, I just wanted to give him a shout out. I think he led the team in plus minus. Not entirely sure, but yeah, we'll really look. Well yeah. We'll look over there. Uh, yeah. Go Chai, what up? Welcome to Twitter Spaces. I'll uh, request you real quick. We're just jumping into stats and the leaders of the game. <clears throat> as far as blocks, <laughs> guess who led us in blocks? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, it looks like everybody had one. Yeah, but on it, this is hilarious. On NBA.com, it has Mike Conley as the leader in blocks. I guess they gave it to Mike Conley because he he rarely gets blocks. So they said, "Yeah, we'll give it to him this time." Yeah, there's four people that had one block. So okay, and then Mark Williams led Charlotte Hornets for three. Um, we really rebounded the ball well. I thought I like He's you a said. Nice for them, by the way, Mark Williams. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, I kind of had my eye on Gordon Hayward because uh, the rumors from NBA Central, the Twitter account, is the Charlotte Hornets are taking calls for Gordon Hayward uh, in trades. I looked at his contract and I thought, insane? Yeah, it it's like thirty players? million. Uh, I'd have to look it up again. Let's let's actually do that. Real I'm looking quick. it up right now for you. I'm going to do it for our. Twitter or for our YouTube Gordon Hayward contract. Got two years left, thirty and thirty-one. 
Yeah, so here's my thought on Hayward. And I ran a little trade thinking, okay, if we could get Hayward back and and he is what he is, I, I wouldn't expect him to like all of a sudden return to his all-star form. But if we could just kind of upgrade a position, obviously take on a bigger contract, but what else could we get? And what else do we need to improve? Uh, I really like Mason Plumley on their team. Locke said that on the broadcast too. Uh, I guess he was like a 39% free throw shooter last season, and he, this offseason he switched to a left-handed free throw shooter. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What what's he shooting yeah. now? Shooting left. Uh, let me go look real fast. So Plumley, I'm gonna look at his like shot 64%. chart. 64%. So double, that's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, and for Six someone to do that, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think a lot of NBA players would actually just do that mid-season. But tonight he went five he for exposed. six. Yeah. He got all of his his points inside. He, I just think he's an upgrade from Vando and Olinick, right? If he's a backup center, he can play center, but I think he can also play the four along. Walker Kessler and maybe give Lowry a break or run the three of them together. So he's one other that I would like. And then I thought, well, why not get a pick? Danny Ainge is so high on the the 2024 draft pick. Make him throw in a first rounder. And uh, I believe the... Let's just go to trade machine. I believe the trade that I had was Vando going there. Clarkson... now I can't remember. Let's just go put this in. But the trade the trade uh, worked out. My question is for Jazz fans, and you can leave this down in the comments below. Is Hayward someone you would take back? I know that the fans were, were still booing him every time he got the ball. Um, and, like, I get it, right? He did us dirty. But, like, if he could help us. Would you, would you as reunite? A fan, as a fan, I say no. As a GM, I say yes. How, how is uh, his performance this year when he plays? It's just subpar. And watching him in person, like it's almost like he he just he got a big contract, and it it it's kind of sad because it looks like he plays with no passion, and kind of like his last year in Utah. Yeah, just yeah. just. It, it, I don't know. You just had those years that he was so good here and passionate and competitive, and you wonder when these players sign these huge contracts if they just. He's only, he's only played half of their games though this season. Yeah, I'm just, I think the injuries took a lot out of Gordon, man. Just kind of like the same with uh, if you look at uh, Markel Fultz or even Dennis Smith Jr. Their injuries took a lot out of them. So who would you give up for? Basically, it's Plumley at nine million a year. He's got one year left, is what I'd be interested in. But if who, we're taking on Hayward's contract, I'd want picks back. Yeah, and the one that I did, I guess it wasn't on ESPN, but you get a first rounder, a twenty twenty four draft. But who are you willing to give up for that pick and Plumley? I mean, the pick's probably going to be pretty decent. So, I mean, I'd probably give up pretty much anybody not named. Those, those four young guys. I'd be really hesitant to give away Abaji or Sexton. 
but for sure not uh, Markinen or Kessler. I mean, I'm thinking. You say Kelly, Vando, and uh, what's his name? Talon. I don't know if they'd take that. I mean, if they can get off Hayward's contract. I mean, if they get, I, I would, I could see them doing it if they could get. Off yeah, his contract. but I don't, so I don't even. Files. Yeah, that trade failed. Um, well, my thought is, my thought is that they they might want kind of a veteran, and Jordan Clarkson seems like someone that Michael Jordan would, you know, take on with Lamelo Ball. Yeah. They basically um, have that with Scary Terry. Yeah. Terry probably. I don't know. I think Clarkson's probably better than Scary Terry. I'm gonna but... take THT off and see if Vando, Olenek, and Clarkson work. No. <laughs> Oh, they're they're yeah they're not even in the hunt for the let playoffs. me let me just look at the trade that I had on my phone because I saved it. I think we'd have to give up good. Players. Okay, here it is. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, look, Kelly Olynyk, Jordan Clarkson, Jared Vanderbilt for Hayward, Mason Plumley, and a 2024 first round pick. 2024. Okay, yeah. I'm... I mean, if if Ainge really is is telling the truth and not just kind of blowing smoke, um, <clears throat> and wants a 2024 pick, this would be. I believe it gave the option of uh, top three protected, unprotected. Obviously, you'd want probably unprotected, but if you could get top three protected, maybe because these guys. Unless they somehow get Wemby and LaMelo Ball is healthy, then they become relevant. But I think they're going to be pretty bad for a while, depending on, on how the draft goes. Yeah, they'll be like Orlando for a little while. So Yeah, even if they get Wemby, I think they're still two or three years away from doing anything serious, so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of uh, Jazz fans, like you said, would not want him back uh, just because what, what went down here in Utah and how everything was handled. But as a GM, I mean, he's an upgrade on the wing position too. There were a few moves that he had tonight that were still pretty impressive. And I think if you were able to get someone to... to kind of work on his mentality it just seems like his mentality is not there and i don't know if he even cares to want to be one of the the best players or or one or the player that he used to be um tonight he goes gordon hayward goes four for seven shot 57 percent didn't take a three-pointer 11 points uh four turnovers holy cow one steal, one assist, two rebounds, but he led the team in pl- in uh, negative plus minus at negative twenty two. Excuse me, what a guy! Yeah, I just I don't know that. I mean, obviously the Charlotte Hornets are wanting to offload his contract. Did he say for the twenty twenty four pick? Would, would they be? Willing to, they can't trade back to back. I guess they couldn't give away this year's. I mean, I would I do know. it. I would do it just for the draft pick, because he's on for only two more years. So by the time you get that draft pick, uh, he he wouldn't be on the books anymore. But 
I mean, I'd give him two more years. And you never know if the Jazz fans, if he slowly started playing like he used to, if the Jazz fans would kind of change their tone. Oh, they would, for sure. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I think it would be a hard pill to swallow at first. But, I mean, if, if he's if he's giving you better minutes at the three or the two, you also become longer defensively. He's He was a good defender. Um, I, I just I don't think his career is near being over, but you don't know the mentality of him. But Mason Plumley, man, this dude, he's he's is he like uh, the guy that we had that we waved in the beginning of the season? He's a little better than him. Um, uh, Zeller. Cody Zeller. Miller. Yeah. Yeah, he's better than Zeller. Similar style, but definitely better. Yeah, he's more athletic than Zeller. So Plumley is averaging 12 points per game, nine rebounds per game, three assists per game. He's a seven Plum, footer. Plumley learned when he played with Jokic in Denver how to pass from the post. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. And so yeah. He just does everything really well, and I think if you can get him as an upgrade where Vando is, watching Vando tonight in person, guys, it, it's it's even more maddening than watching him on TV. It is a tough pill to swallow. Dude, it's so bad because old scarecrow man. He he yeah, he doesn't have a brain. Nothing between the ears. There. I think he he's all of those those Wizard of Oz characters put into one character. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't have a brain. He doesn't have any heart. He he just he's gutless and like when he drives to the basket, he just tries to get a foul and flops all over. And, but the way that he flops is he falls to the ground and then he's giving up transition. And it's like, it, it, we're the worst transition team in the league or one of them. And is it because of that? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't get why we're one of the worst transition teams. It makes no sense. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Because honestly, being a bad transition team is just lack of effort running back on defense most of the time, and like stopping the ball. Right. I gotta. I don't this. know. I gotta put I guess that on the shooting guard. enough threes. Probably the long rebound and people just getting out ahead of us would be my guess. Yeah. But Vando is. Oh, I mean, I've been. I just pay attention more and more, and he's he's usually always the last guy back. And you, you've got to have your big, long guy being one of the first ones back to defend. Unless he's crashing the boards, which he's not. He's laying on the baseline, dude, looking at the referee. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Or he's, like, diving it, it, for a loose... Weird cause that, that, that used to be what frustrated me in the beginning of the season with Kelly O, is Kelly O would flop a lot. Like, that's just naturally Kelly O's game. That's what he's made all of his money doing. But, uh, like, Kelly hustles back on defense more than Jared. And I'm lost. I'm so <laughs> confused. When is Kelly coming back, man? He's been out a while. Dude, I don't know, but I think him is crazy. Kelly being out has really exposed the interior defense of both units. Yeah, 
Um, another question I have, because there was an article that came out and said that the only two that are untouchable are Kessler and Lowry. Would you stick Ochai into that group yet of, of untouchables? Look at my username. Goat Chai, that answers my question for you. <laughs> so, uh, I, if you're getting, uh, if you get three first rounds from Charlotte, then I would include him, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he's untouchable yet, but it'd be, you'd have to get something, you'd have to get a haul for him, in my opinion. And I really only think that Charlotte's only doing that trade if they're going to get young players back as well or expiring contracts. I think I think tonight after dude after tonight seeing him go out come back in still be productive on both sides is a very very positive sign for me like watching somebody that's trying to get minutes watching somebody that's trying to prove himself and also learn this game and not make too many mistakes I think he's he learns quickly and I think his upside is I wouldn't say it's massive, but his upside is very, very positive and encouraging. So if you have to include him in a trade to, you know, get a good pick or, you know, top it off and get a better player, it's, it's a business. What you got to do is you got to do, but I wouldn't want to at this point. Yeah, I, I, I would probably lean with you on not wanting to. His last five games... Uh, tonight, he scored eight points. Uh, versus Brooklyn, he scored zero. Versus Clippers, he scored four. Minnesota, he scored 17. And Philadelphia, three. But his, his scoring, to me, is a very small part of his game. Um, he, like you said, has that toughness where I think he could become one of our best defenders. Maybe not surpass Kessler just because of his size, but... When you need a, a lockdown defender on the wing, most of the time when he's guarding out on the three-point line, he's contesting the shot, and they're not hitting their three-point shots when he contests, which makes me wonder what is special about him defensively where these three-point shooters are not making their shots because there's other players that can contest, put a hand up, and, and maybe they're not closing out as hard, but... It seems like players are hitting the three-point shot at a higher clip than uh, against some of our other players. Um, I, I he's six five. I personally think his length is is longer. Like his wingspan has something to do with it. But yeah, he 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 goes up for the dunk tonight, catches the rim, loses his balance, and lands on his wrist. But then he comes back in and and plays effectively, and. Uh, there's a lot of players that don't have that toughness. They go out, kind of sit out. But I feel like I'm with you on this one. He's he's hungry. He wants to be here. And I, I think he is a perfect piece to grow alongside Lowry and Kessler. And that's the argument for guys staying four years. Ochai learned that playing on – I believe Bill Self's still there. Um at at Kansas learning those things of how to defend. So he's more ready and more ready as a to be an NBA player to defend. So 
Um, I've got a, I think this is from tonight's game, his interview. I, I kind of want to play this just since we're talking about him. It says, Ochai Baji, that's something that I've always helped myself to is just staying consistent no matter what. Let's listen to this. Sensitive to cat allergens? Yes, I am sensitive to cat allergens. Oh, PetSmart. Purina Pro Plan. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, kind of just, you know, different ways, different ways I can impact the game without scoring. Um, defensively, just all the stuff that I bring into the game. What is it that I bring to the game? Watching film, going over it, and just learning game by game. So, when you're watching film, what is it that kind of coach or anyone else is mm -hmm. bringing to your Yeah, uh, just some things. Some things defensively, uh, like coach says, phys physicality was a big, big thing in last night's game, offensively and defensively. But um, just some things from the past games where I could be better, better um, and smarter, uh, just on assignments and stuff like that too. Everyone on this team talks about your athleticism. Do you like notice that like um, you get to the NBA and right, it's like mm -hmm. the best athlete in the world. Yeah. Do you go out there and feel like, man? Yeah, it, I mean, in a way, um, humbly in a way, yeah, I, I would say I, I do belong, you know, with those, with the athletes that are that are in, in the NBA, and I feel like I do belong with them. So um, just kind of keeping that mindset and, and keeping that approach to, to everything that I do in the game. So. How do you adjust to Um, more film, um, more studying the game, uh, and really just making the smart play. Um, not or knowing that uh, that teams will be, you know, changing up how they defend me, uh, closing out stronger, uh, closing out with the hand up. So you know, I'm gonna have to drive, get to the paint, and, and play off two or or make the right play. So just being focused on that and just being ready to shoot when I do get that split second of time. Um, I think that's always crucial too because you know when teams are flying flying at you, uh, you're always kind of, you kind of get into that drive mindset because you know they're going to be closing out, but also you still got to be ready to shoot um, when that opportunity is available. We've been talking a lot about how, you know, it wasn't just like one day you woke up and was like, ah, I wish I was ready today. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of a constant thing of seeing the work you did behind the scenes, mm -hmm. the stars. Can you kind of take us through like when you were like kind of started or working with them, like what was kind of like the day-to-day -day focus? Mm -hmm. Just, just how it is now. Um, I think that's that's something that uh, I've always um, held myself to is just staying consistent no matter what, uh, whether things are going good or whether things are going bad. Um, not necessarily bad, but you know, not the way I want them to. Um, just keeping consistent in my work and not let not not letting anything change, um, whether I do have success or not. So, what's the next area? Uh, just just making more plays off the dribble, um, being implemented into the offense more. Um, as far as you know, looking for my shot more, being more aggressive when I get the ball, um, and also just creating plays for other people. But uh, but being smart about it too. Is it hard to kind of take all the information that's coming at you right now? Because I mean, you're working with stars. There's a lot of people that are 
Ali Tompkins to Danny Ainge a few weeks ago mm. just trying to get you to do more athletically with him around screens. Like, yeah. There's info coming from everywhere. Mm-hmm. How do you decide like with what to listen to and what to focus yeah. on? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of um, with us, you know, all the guys that are here in this position, all the guys in jazz, everyone in the NBA, um, their their growth and their path, they kind of have to, everyone, you know, in basketball, is, as, a, as a player, you kind of have to pick and choose. You can't really take in everything and, and listen to everybody, but um, at the same time, you know, it's respect um, that they are trying to help take it, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, but um, still respect that um, they're giving the time, taking the time out to, to help your improvement. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I used to always think that it was like kind of height that that made me like stop soccer. But then I realized that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is six five two, so I mean he's doing just fine, you know, um, you know as a soccer player. So really, it was more, um, you know, what I felt. Uh, what was the best for me um, at that time? I had no offers or any uh, interest for for soccer, really. Um, but then I started getting more interest for basketball, and I was like, you know, I can actually do something with this. So, um, kind of just led that led into that. Which players were you into when you were growing up? In soccer uh, or basketball? Both. Um, Kevin Durant, I'd say, is number one. Um, kind of kind of sucks we he didn't get to play last night. I mean, obviously he's hurt, but. Um, no, he's he's been my favorite player since since I've been watching uh, uh, the NBA for real. So what did you like about him? Um, just the way he, I mean, obviously he's just a like he's just a, a killer. Like he just has that killer instinct, but he really doesn't show it in his face. He's kind of just like uh, what's his name? people call him like the Slim Reaper in a way, you know. Um, but that's kind of how I I carry myself. I'd say just. Just not really a lot of talking, but uh, just let the game do do its talking for itself. So. All right, that's good. That's good. See, another thing I like about him is just the way that he carries himself and himself and and handles the media. Uh, you can tell he's a sharp kid, thinks out what he's gonna say, and one thing that stood out to me in that that interview is that. The reporter said, you know, you've got Don, Danny Ainge coming up to you and, and telling you how to come off of screens. Um, and for Danny Ainge to come and talk to him, I, I don't know if he talks to every single player, but that says something to me that Danny Ainge is trying to coach him and, and sees that he could be a piece here uh, in Utah. While, <laughs> while that interview was going on, I was looking through some other videos looking at coach hardy's and some of the highlights and i think i left at this point of the game so we're gonna have to watch it udoka as a highlight it says zero points um i don't know if this is a highlight or a low light but i'm about to play it 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 is in let's see the two minute mark in the fourth quarter oh shh, that's loud hang on oh is it a defensive block what do you got? Oh, Doke. Doke! Oh, it's not playing the video on YouTube. That sucks. Why is it blocking that? But it plays Ochai's interview. Let's try and play it one more time, see if it plays. Nope, sorry, guys. You're just going to have to go search for it on YouTube. 
Doke's lone highlight of 2023. <laughs> uh, well, um, I appreciate you guys getting on. I am exhausted. And to be honest, this wasn't the, the best game or entertaining game, I guess you could say. But uh, you guys got any more thoughts on the other side of the mic? Yeah, I was just going to touch on uh, one thing that stood out to me that Ochai said was um, he keeps his hands up. And I, I've noticed one thing about uh, on defense um, with Rudy Gay, I think part of the reason why we keep him around for so long <laughs> is because he is a good defender. And he is one guy that does keep his hands up and gets his hands in the way of the players seeing the rim whether it's right up in their face or and I don't know that back on that article that somebody wrote about that Celtics player that Will Hardy coached that even if you just jump and get in the view of the players yeah. view, you're blocking their view so I, I think there's a lot to to that is just even just breaking their view of the rim just for like even a split second would help you defensively yeah and so yeah, that's one thing that did stand out to me about his interview, that post-game interview. Yeah, it, it's uh, and maybe that's that's the reason why so many people are not hitting three-point shots again against him. Maybe his hands are just always up, and that that does make a huge difference in even a split second, uh, being able to contest or being able to cut their vision off towards the basket. Um, as I'm looking on NBA.com right now, and the the highlights are sliding past we forgot there was a trade today in the nba hachimura to the los angeles lakers my thought is does this make the lakers better uh doesn't seem like it's like gonna put them over the edge but then also my second thought was man i wish the jazz could have got Rui. i i think he'd be a perfect fit here in utah with these young guys I think it helps the Lakers in the standings maybe as far as making it into the play-in, but I don't think it helps them getting into the top six of the West. But I, I mean, if it bumps down Minnesota or us, I'm all for that. Yeah, and there's some... I do, I do kind of... I'm at the point where I'd much rather us just freaking win and just <laughs> yeah. go balls to walls. Yeah. Like... If we're gonna not, if we're gonna be tanking in two in twenty twenty five or whatever, then we might as well just go and try to win this year too. Yeah, and then twenty four too. Well, and I'm looking around the the association, and there's some scores that that pop out to you, and the the feeling in my bones is there's gonna be a trade that goes down to make us a better team. Now, um, I could be completely wrong, but I've got some old bones that have been around and i like to think that they they're right but uh boston loses to orlando tonight uh Jonathan Isaac came off the bench yeah, yeah I, guess was, dude. I guess he was guarding uh jason tatum pretty well tonight so how did he look did you watch any of that i watched uh, the parts of the first half and then i didn't watch anymore he, he looked good he looked like he was i know you that you you've been high him. on him yeah, I like him a lot just because of his length and he was he was a highly sought after uh, draft pick and 
Um, I, you know, I hope, and you know, none of these players, even Gordon Hayward for that matter, when they have those gruesome injuries, you, you, you just want to see the best ball being played on the floor and those guys going down. It just sucks period. So, yeah. And they're going to have a good team if they get Suggs healthy, um, yeah. Bonchero, and then they've got a good draft pick this year. Possibly could add Wemby. I mean, I think they're going to be a good team pretty soon here. Um, my wife just walked in, and I'm going to have oh, to yeah. show. No, no, no. We're good. Except your your mic is super loud, Dallin. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say one more thing. Yeah. I'll mute myself. Um, they kept repeating that the Jazz 50 games in got to 25 wins, and Vegas had us projected at 24 and a half. So uh, at 50 games in, we already beat Vegas's predictions. Wow. That's sweet. Yeah, I, I think I think we can easily go to, what, top four seed. Um, tonight you have Houston beating Minnesota, which is great for us. We want to see Minnesota lose as much as possible. Sacramento, dude. Sacramento is on something. That, ever since they got the light, the beam, I, I feel like it's given them that juice from Space Jam that they drink at halftime. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I wish the Jazz would get something like that because they just kicked the crap out of Memphis and have been on a roll uh, ever since they played us. I believe we were within one game. And just to think, like, I, I don't think they're that much better than us, um, but they're on a roll. And I, I think you add something or, uh, you know, something in our players' head clicks, the chemistry you know all we have to do like like Snyder always said is be be playing good basketball at the right time and uh i i i think we'll be i think we have a good chance of being top 4 in the west but sorry i wanted to add one more thing to that sorry yeah <laughs> just popped into my head i was just thinking about it before i was like what should i say on the podcast tonight but um uh, another thing was our schedule's going to get so much easier now. We yeah. had such a brutal part of the first half. I could see us, you know, playing like we we go, you know, close to 44 wins or more. So Yeah, and but, coach coach hit on that in his post-game interview. Uh, I can't remember who asked the question, but they said, "You know, what's it like be, finally being home?" And he's like, it, "It just it makes such a difference for us. You've got all your equipment. You're you're not getting on an airplane every other night." uh mentally it, it's good for balance players get to be around their family we can recover get our legs back under us and yeah i just i just think we're we're we have a better chance of going up than down uh because of our schedule and because of what we did in the beginning of the season if, if something goes down with the trade uh and it improves our team this year i'm gonna be really excited my wife just walked in. Uh, obviously, she works at Ariana, and she brought me these Lowry Markinen. If you're on YouTube, if you're not, you're gonna have to go back and watch the finisher posters that they had uh, with the ice behind him. And one of her coworkers was saving one for me, and she when when we got on TV with the yellow jerseys and blew up uh, that one game against the Clippers, she actually gave me her Lowry marketing poster, and she said, well, I think you're a bigger fan. She's like, it's the last one, but I want you to have it. Well, my wife just, I don't know. She must have found these in the arena somewhere. One, let's see how many she brought in. Two, three, four. 
So these are rare. These are rare, baby. Come straight from the arena. But I'm going to be giving these away now. Um, I want. I was going to give my one loan away, and then I was like, man, I, I kind of want to be selfish. But uh, Get Lowry to sign him, man. Yeah. You, you go to enough games, you'll probably get him to sign him. Uh, I, I think it's going to happen where I can get his signature. My wife's giving me some some insider tips on how to and uh yeah. Dallin, you got who whose signatures did you get that night that we went so i got jordan clarkson's and larry marketing it so the the key point i guess to get signatures is uh, either you go to the parking garage and you go like three hours before when they the players yeah. are pulling in or when they leave the grand america i think the visiting players go there and then if you're at the shoot around if you're there between uh, 5 5 30 somewhere in between there um as soon as the players are done warming up they come back to the players tunnel and there's a group of people that wait there and the security guard lets them down to go get signatures and they sign for about five minutes each player that's awesome so did you go to grant the grand america too no i did not but yeah. i was just uh that Lowry signed my that finisher basketball shirt. So that's awesome. And I, yeah. So yeah, I was wanting to get Kawhi's signature too. He's been one of my favorite players. Um, but yeah, it, it, we'll we'll get it worked out. So if you're interested, uh, follow on YouTube or Twitter for free jazz gear, free tickets probably in the future. Um, we've got. I've got Lowry signed stuff as well, but probably going to get go get more jerseys on the way. Um, we're doing something special for All-Star Weekend. You've got to stay tuned. If anybody saw the poster that I made of Lowry marketing of all his poster dunks, I decided to put them on one poster. And I, I got that, that uh, <laughs> idea from Wob. Uh, worldwide wet worldwide wob uh because he had the clarkson dunk over lebron and westbrook and he started adding people and he said as long as the jazz keep on keep above 500 i'll add stars from the other players while we drop below 500 so i thought hey every poster that that larry has every big dunk i'm just going to continue to add people onto that I also made a pretty uh, awesome YouTube video. It's about two minutes long to a, a song. Good, and, good uh, work on that, by the way. Yeah, it was it was fun. While I was yeah. editing, dude, I was just I was just laughing, and uh, it 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 brought me a lot of joy because, like, man, we have a really good player. I don't think people realize how good Lowry is, and uh, I, I, this might be premature, but. I I'm th I think he has a chance to be in the MVP conversation. Like seriously MVP. I think he's he might be in conversations, right? Like in the running like maybe top 10, top 15 uh right now, but I think he has a legitimate chance to be in like the top 5, top 3 in a couple years depending on how his game develops and depending on if he continues to develop to develop like he has here. Um He's just an incredible seven-footer that can do a lot of different things. And if he's given the keys to the franchise and knows he's the player, um, it, sky's a limit for him to me. Um, it, it's kind of like Kevin Durant. You know, he's so tall that people just have a, a tough time blocking his shot or affecting it. I don't think he'll ever become the ball handler that Durant is. 
But the dude's putting up Dirk Nowitzki numbers. I mean, we've looked at it. Dirk Nowitzki MVP numbers. He He's right there. The only thing that isn't matching that is his assists. And really, Dirk was averaging, I believe, in his MVP year, like 3.4. So it's not like something that's unattainable. You know, you get a few more shooters or scorers around Lowry, and he's a, a, a Dirk. I think he's more aggressive and can dunk better than Dirk. I don't know that he's... He's so efficient, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his usage rate... He might even it, be more efficient than Dirk was. Yeah, I agree. And his usage rate is incredible, and he's 25 years old. I don't know how old Dirk was. I don't think it really matters, but his numbers are eerily similar to Dirk's MVP year in 2007, and uh, we might be watching a really special talent and someone that will go down in jazz history for a long time, so... um. There was one other thing I wanted to hit on, and now I can't remember. Oh, yeah, standings. Let's look at standings real quick just to see where the league is. And then I got to go to bed, man. So we're currently in in eighth place. We are sitting right at 500 at 25 and 25. Memphis Grizzlies are in, are in second place. I love that Sacramento beat them tonight. That's just adds more parity to what's happening in the West. So essentially we are two games. We have, or sorry, Sacramento has won two more games than, or sorry, three more games than us. New Orleans has won two more games than us. And Memphis has won six more games than us. So like, it's it's not, it's not a crazy idea that we'll be top four. We, we are, Half a game behind the Clippers in sixth place. Uh, one game behind Dallas in fifth place. Two and a half games behind New Orleans. And four games behind Sacramento. So we go on a little winning streak. We're six and four in the last ten. Um, Sacramento seven and three. Memphis is seven and three. But New Orleans, Dallas, Clippers, and Suns, who are all ahead of us, are below 500 in the last 10 games. New Orleans is at 3 and 7 the last 10 games. Dallas is at 3 and 7 the last 10 games. Clippers are 4 and 6 the last 10 games and Phoenix is 4 and 6. So like we're trending up these all these other teams ahead of us up until Sacramento are trending trending down and uh we go to Sacramento or Portland the next game uh, which should be I, I never want to say easy, but should be a very gettable game. And then we, we head back home for another uh, homestand. I see us jumping up to at least sixth place by the time our homestand's over, if not higher. And, uh, man, I'm excited. We're, we're getting into more the, what, like last 30, 30 or so games. And this is really when you can kind of see the playoff picture start taking taking uh form and we're right there we're eighth place i mean if, if there's not a playing game we're in the playoffs right now playing denver nuggets and we beat denver like it's the the, the crazy thing is the seeding this year obviously it matters for home court but it's so up in the air that it's like if we were an eight seed playing number one denver i i think we i don't think we beat them i don't think we beat them 
but I think we give them a run for their money, and it's a very entertaining series. And uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to have an entertaining series in the playoffs after having heartbreak in the playoffs for the last couple of years. And even if we lose, like it's not going to be the heartbreak that we experienced. It's going to, it's going to be hopeful because it's a new team. Um, our first year together, a new coach, uh, a new all-star player, a, a new rookie, maybe two rookies. We've got draft picks. Like every time I start talking about the position, the jazz are in, I get excited. So, I appreciate you guys for for listening. We just hit like 22,000 views on YouTube, which is crazy how fast we've blown up. Um, We were kind of like YouTube has just taken over uh, our views and listenerships compared to what's happening on podcast platforms. So if you're listening on podcast platforms, I appreciate it, but it's really more interactive to go on YouTube. I'd rather you listen on YouTube because there's things that I, I show, like the Lowry posters, um, the stats, the videos. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to be giving away all-star giveaways. And I am still coming up with, with ideas on how to, how to enter. I was going to do a wheel that spins um, and put all of our followers in there, but I couldn't get the data to do it quickly enough from Twitter. If anybody knows how to do that, where you can get basically all your Twitter followers handles so that I can just like copy and paste into this, into another sheet or another like Excel spreadsheet. That'd be helpful. Um, Yeah. Go jazz. Another big win tonight. And uh, we will see you guys, I believe Wednesday uh, at Portland taking on Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Good night.